the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, Cape Rays. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Cape Rays, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Welcome, my friends, to the first hour of Come Together San Diego during the last Saturday of the month. Oh, you know what that is? That is the time where we share with my dear friend in Jerusalem with the Align with Zion outreach called the Align with Zion Hour. And I have as my co-host for this hour my dear friend, Anarina Hyman Kreisman. Hey, Anarina. Shalom, shalom, Kaz, all the way from Sion, Zion. <laughs> I hope you and the listeners are doing well. Well, yes, but I'm going to have to forewarn them to buckle up their seatbelt. They're going to be hearing things and terms that perhaps they haven't heard before, and I want to reassure mm-hmm. them these are all sprung from Scripture, and uh, we're in the, one of the most uh, exciting seatbelt-wearing times that ever could be. Uh, if you look around, there are you know, peace treaty issues g- coming to pass and uh, political things flying hither and yon and, uh, and uh, plague uh, threats, and I'm, there's just so much going on. And Honorina smiles and says, yes, all been written in the book. <laughs> and so we're going to spend some time today talking about what was written in the book and especially the launching of this new month called Elul, um, uh, 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 which is uh, uh, preparatory to entering into some of the greatest celebrations uh, every year that the Hebrews and we believers in God should be embracing, but some of us just don't have a clue. So we're going to spend this time having you, Orthodox teacher and dear friend Anarina, enlighten us. I'm handing the baton to you and tell us where we should go during this Align with Zion Hour Anarina. Thank you, Kaz. Um, we are now in our second cycle already um, with this uh, podcast and also with your show. So that means that we've covered already the basic, basics a year ago. So I'm just covering, I'm just repeating a little bit of um, um, some of the concepts, Kaz, so just to put us into the right um, frame of mind, and then we we move on to to deeper things because there are a few things that are literally playing itself out within the Bible context uh, in the times that we are right now. So we would like to dip into that as well. Yes. But as we know that we are entering into, we've entered when this broadcast is going out. We've already entered into the month of the law. It stands for. Uh, the biblical verse where you, uh, in the Psalms of Solomon, where it says, Ani little divadodili, I'm to my beloved, and my beloved is mine. So we can see that there is most definitely a very loving care atmosphere here. And we also know, uh, most of the listeners that 
that have been following also know that this is a time that is known that the king is in the field. It means that he literally comes out of the palace. He comes and he, um, he, he spends time with the workers in the field. Before we get to the next month, Tishrei, which is Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, where he will then sit in judgment. So how beautiful that God is coming close to us in this time in a very loving way to coach us through this specific uh, month to make sure that we are ready for what is coming. And Kaz, um, yes, uh, exciting times, but also not always in uh, some difficult things also ahead because of the, the where we are in the world. And um, that's why whatever we do in this month is so important uh, in, in preparing ourselves for the, the, the month of, of judgment. So, you know, very much, and we're going to get back to that um, in the end of our, or at the fourth uh, section of, of this um, hour, where we're going to discuss the, the chauffeur blast that we see, that we hear on Rosh Hashanah. But the whole month of Elul, every single day in the morning, if you are here in Israel, you will hear it, it, the, the people blow the shofar all over the place. So, so you just hear it. Because that voice of the shofar is supposed to, to awaken you. It is all to the time where they literally, we say to each other, um, return O wayward sons. Come back. You can, and we're going to speak about that return as well. So, so this is a time when you have to really take account. Make sure that you are ready to stand before the King of Kings on Rosh Hashanah when judgment is, is, is then given. So the Shafar is very, very important because it awakens the soul. And every day in law, like over and over repetitive, you hear that so that it can stir you to repentance. But I want to get to something else, Kaz, and that is um, the timing of this blowing of the, of the Shafar as well. Because... The shofar is very much into the restoration of what we call the thought or the foundation. It's very, it's connected to that. Now, during the counting of the Omer, the listeners have been um, counting with us. We know that there are seven sefirot, and these things are connected to the heavenly flow of God's provision into our life. The lowest of them, the only one that really comes into our world or where the, the, the materialization of everything is taking place, that is malchut, that is kingship. So kingship is the lowest vibration. So now you have to understand how high and how spiritual, powerful we have the other of these spirits that are all the time in different um, uh, combinations, bringing specifically to you, to your doorstep, to your soul, what you need. But L- let me, when you get a second, I, I, I'll need to jump in here in just a second, but finish okay. that sentence. I didn't mean to jump in, but I need to be helped. No, just saying interpret. that <laughs> is, is the lowest of the spirit, and, and we are in the low point, where, but it's the place where things materialize and we can actually see God's kingship. Yes. Guys, if you want to explain a little bit more, please go ahead. Well, my listening friend, here's the thing. We've got an, an uh, Orthodox uh, Jewish teacher with us, and she goes deep quickly, and you, by now, over the two years that we've been doing this broadcast, you, you know she goes deeply, but I need to sometimes come in and, and kind of be 
uh, a there in the in in, in a, a, buff, a buffer in a way to kind of help bring you up to speed. You know the scripture that talks about thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. There are different spheres when when you start looking at the heavenly things. God has to give us from the very the very foundational level truths, and He builds on those truths higher and higher planes of understanding. Now, on arena. Uh, flies on the on a diff, diff, different atmosphere than many of us do. So right now, I'm, I want you to know that some of the things that she's going to be sharing biblically are biblically, but they're on, on a higher plane. So I want you to have that heart attitude as you listen to this, because she's taking us to greater depths and greater heights in the way that uh, the, the Hebrews uh, uh, look at Scripture. So would that be an accurate introduction for what you are about to say? <laughs> We've got about two minutes left in this segment. And just to also come alongside you on, um, on this is everything is about the establishment of God's kingdom in this world. The problem is that we do not know that there is actually a massive disconnect right now. Yes. And if you really want to pray for God's kingdom to be, uh, to be established in this world, you need to understand what we need to fix. And the, the time of Elul is that time where we can make a tremendous tikkun or a fix or a preparation for that. And that's what we want to focus on. And the shofar plays a tremendous role in that. Now, we said that there are um, seven basic spirits. Six of those are in heaven, one on earth, and the one on earth is the kingdom itself, the manifestation of God's. Um, governance into our world. But there is a disconnect. And you can actually see that disconnect in Psalm 137. When Edom comes, it's the same um, psalm that says, if I forget you, Jerusalem. And then at the end of the psalm, it's a very difficult verse where it says, God, remember Edom when they said, Aru, Aru, at Hayesot ba. They said, cut it off at the foundation. May, may this whole thing be destroyed up to the foundation. Now, okay, so that in the simple sense is very clear. We, the, the whole Jerusalem is going to be destroyed up to the foundation. And but who is the they that said, Honorina, who is the they that said that? The, the haters of God and God's so, children? In Psalm 137, it's Edom, which is, um, which is connected to Esau, which is connected to Rome. Okay. Um, so, so it's the Romans that came to, to cut this whole thing down. But what happens here is they destroy the connection, they destroy the yisod, the foundation. Now, if you look at the way that the, the, the point that brings the foundation into the malchut, into the kingship, that is, is connected to Joseph. Okay, Joseph. Let's, 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 let's stop the conversation here and take a break because you're about ready to uh, open up some vistas that need a little bit of time to explain further. My listening friend, I hope you appreciate what uh, Honorina is sharing with you and uh, uh, take it, ponder it, pray it, and allow God to season it for you. But uh, I'll tell you what, we've entered into the... Sixth month of the uh, of the Hebrew year, the month of Elul, the time when the king is in the field. We're going to talk about the higher strata of truths that go along with this. We've pretty much become familiar with the lower strata in some degree, but God wants us to be uh, understanding the deeper and higher truths. So, Anarina and I will be right back. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. And we're back again. This is Come Together San Diego on Arena Hyman, a wonderful Orthodox. Actually, forgive me, I did this again because I keep forgetting your married name. Honorina Hyman Kleisman. Uh, sorry about that, Honorina, but uh, I- I'll get used to it I'll, almost like you'll get used to it. <laughs> you, you know, in, in, in the last segment, um, in the last segment, we talked about uh, the king, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And we uh, who are trudging around on the earth, especially those who actually embrace God and His desires to communicate with us in so many ways, we see things. Mm-hmm from an earthly level, and sometimes it's hard for us to mm-hmm. comprehend the higher things, but God's got so you know, he's got as many high levels as you can uh, pursue, and we're, we're taking a right. higher look at the same topic we've looked at before in Scripture, but you have to look at it with different eyes, different spectacles. So we're talking about this month, the sixth month in the Hebrew calendar, the month of Elul, where the king is in the field preparing for the great, the great um, Feast of Tabernacles is what we would call, mm-hmm. and Sukkot. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there's preparatory things that we need to make in and of ourselves, and we as we understand what God wants us to focus on, then then we can get there uh, easier, understanding that there's going to be challenges along the way. So I'm handing it over to you now that I've blabbed a little bit too much on Arena, and continue <laughs> your thoughts. <laughs> Thank you, Kes. So, so basically, um, let's let's take it from from the bottom up because what we see here, if you understand the whole structure of this 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 uh, um, godly governance into our lives, there's only one place. It's like a bridge. It's like a channel. Um, it's already in heaven, and the connection needs to be here on earth. And that that the point of connection is Jerusalem, the the the, the temple. And from the heavens, this has to be, the kingdom has to be established within the kingdom that we have. Malchut's kingdom is the only thing that, that we can see in our world. And that's why it needs to be established, but it is not. We said that it is disconnected. So that means, Karen, so there is a certain way that people are working the system. You are not getting the flow directly from heaven. You are working the system in order for provision to come to you. And God is about to step in, and we can see that the world is turning towards that. He's about to turn the, the, the screws. He's going, to tighten, he's going to tighten the screws now because he says, I have a system. I have a system of governance, but I want to have my kingdom established on earth the way that I've always wanted it to be. Yes. But in order for you to not work the system, but to connect to the heavenly, divine system that I've always put in place through, and you can learn about that through the Word of God, that is what needs to be established right now. And we are in the, in the beginning phases of that. And that's why you will see that the world is going to be shaken. And He's going to shake every single system that is working the system so that He can then get to the point that the true connection can be made. But that connection... Um, when we look at these things, it's between the sphera of Yesod, which is foundation, and Malchut kingship. The kingship cannot be established if the foundation is not rebuilt. And that's why, from the Yesod 
comes the flow into our world of Malchut, where God's providence and the knowledge of God and the understanding of God will then be correctly uh, reconnected. And that's what we are looking towards. And there's a very, very deep understanding of how we need to fix this foundation. Um, we're not going to go too much into that. Maybe next time when we speak about the rebuilding of Jerusalem, we can do that again. But the, the blowing of the shofar has a tremendous role in, in, in bringing about the spiritual rectification of the foundation that will then be able to be reconnected into this world. Why are we saying this? Because at the last um, section of, of, of this specific um, 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 time together, we will see that everything on Rosh Hashanah has to do with God's kinship. But that being said, Kaz, I'm, I'm, going, to, um, I'm going to say to be continued, because I want to touch this on something else, that okay. we are right now in the month of Elul. And in the month of Elul, it has to do with um, two things. First, on the 25th of Elul, um, starts the creation. Five, um, we count the days of creation until on the seventh day goes into the month of the seventh month, which is the, the day that Adam Rishon, the first Adam, was created. So that's something that we've already covered. I'm not going to go too deeply into it, but I want to get to something that's connected to what's happening in politics right now. And I want us to look at a blueprint that is right there in the Bible that we can maybe follow a little bit more. And this has to do that on the 25th of Elul also, on the day when creation started, but also the day, the 52 days um, that Nehemiah, Nehemiah had to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. It was a tremendous political fight, a spiritual fight. And I, if the, if the, Listen, listeners want to, we're going to go into our Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Nehemiah, and we're going to look at this. So we're going to do some serious Bible study, verse by verse now, to look at what's happening here. This is so important, um, Kaz, because it's got to do with Shabbat Zion, the return to Zion. And that is the, the, as we saw, that the sin of the spies disconnected us from the land, this is bringing us back to the land. So, Kaz, I don't know what, what, what the listeners know about the um, United Arab Emirates deal that we have and how that played along with the annexation that just fell through. Um, what, what is the feel on your side um, regarding well, that? Well, I'll tell you, the media doesn't like the things that are going on that are uh, shows uh, Trump's Donald Trump's love for Israel, they'd, they'd rather stay away from that because that will deflect some of their intentions to take away votes from uh, the conservative party. So they're, they're downplaying this, but those of us who actually love history and realize what's going on in the news, this is monumental what's going on in Israel with the United Arab Emirates uh, and uh, Israel having a peace treaty. Uh, this, is, uh, this is remarkable. And uh, we believe that this is going to be really the, the sign of uh, other uh, Arab nations coming in, and that really ties in with the heart cry that you and your husband are speaking about daily, about, you know, the wayward sons returning. I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot tied to that as well. So uh, uh, 
level under the se- the second level there many people in the United States, especially those who love the word and uh, God and God's kids, Israel and beyond, uh, are, are very much aware of this. So that's where we are. So I'll tell you where we are. We're in a between a rock and a hard place right now <laughs> because in order for this peace deal to go through, we gave up the most precious part of our land um, because the annexation is not going to go forward right now. Um, so, so instead of unifying the land of Israel, a peace deal went forward. So both of the, we, there will be, because in God's plan, there is a certain peace deal that has to take place. So it is going to happen. And, and, and in that way, strategically for Israel, it is one, it is definitely monumental. It's historical because it helps us with the security that we have. Sure. But what happened right now is we don't have the unification of the land. And, and what, what it looks like uh, from where we are sitting is that we seek something from the outside in, instead of the inside out. Because the moment when the land of Israel is united, it has a, a by default protection over it. Yes. Which has not happened right now. So, so you can see that it's a little bit of a conundrum. It is. That we are that we are right now, and that is a classical example of the disconnected malchut, where yes. you work the system instead of God doing what he needs to do and you just being the receptacle and walking in his ways, doing what he says in his word, that we need to unify the land. Yes. So a, a very interesting thing. Well, let me, so let we me just say one other, thing that, one other thing that we think of is when we, we understand the call for the, praying for the peace of Jerusalem and so we see this and we go, is this part of that? You know, I mean, so there, we have great anticipation for God's intervention for whatever's going on here. Yeah. So it's trying to figure out how to, to uh, move forward, Cass. But as we said, um, as I spoke to, to Jim Garland and Rosemary Schindler Garland as well, we have to understand what is important to God, and that is the land, and we need to, with the, with the base of our intentions, try to, to, to pray for the unification of the land, yes. because in this unity, we will then see God move in power, and also the land in itself, by default, will then, um, with the Jewish people, um, have a certain protection. But let's talk about that in the next section, where yes. I just want to speak a little bit more about how Nehemiah, um, uh, Nehemiah, had to struggle with the same um, principles and, and dynamic. Very good. My listening friend, I th- hope you realize that we're in the thick of uh, Bible uh, prophecy right now, and Honorina is going to help us comprehend some deeper truths tied to that when Honorina and I come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Praise. My name is Jim Garlow. Two things first one negative, second one positive. Negatively, if we saw the condition of our nation, we would all be in prayer. Positively, if we could see what God could do with our nation, we'd all be in prayer. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Welcome back to Come Together San Diego and this special that we do at the uh, last 
Saturday of the month called the Align with Zion Hour. We're in the month of Elul, the month leading up to the great feast and festival. Um, and uh, there's some deep stuff that's going on here, and it's actually being written and rewritten in, in the, today's news headlines that has been written and foretold in Scripture. And a lot of that it comes from the book of Nehemiah, and Anarina has mentioned this, and she's going to jump in, into that in this segment and beyond. But she talked about this great conundrum that's going on as well. We human beings trying to do it our way, and God says, you have your shot, but you really need to let me do it my way. And we kind of just got to let go and let God. So I'm going to hand the baton over to Anarina because she wants to dig more deeply into this very timely topic. Anarina. Thank you. Okay, so I'm I'm opening the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah, as we say in Hebrew, and we're going to have to, I, I just want to show a pattern here. This is not necessarily a pattern of the prophecy that's playing out. This is a pattern of how politics work, and I, um, especially when it comes against Jerusalem and, and, and how, how the world is always trying to bully yes. and, and move in politics against you. And, and again, we speak about a classic example of a disconnected Malchut, of a disconnected kingdom where people run the system and work the system, and sometimes uh, making it very difficult um, in the process for those who want to see justice. Mm. So, so that's what we're going to look at. And, um, and the book of Nehemiah, the, the Hebrew version, and some, some of the... Uh, uh, standard versions that we use to read Scripture. Nehemiah, the book is valid and solid, but uh, the, the way that it's written in Hebrew, it, it, sometimes it may be hard to follow from our line upon line, you know, uh, verse by verse. So I'm going to give that to you, Anarina, as you continue. So yes, thank you, Kaz. So basically the numbering in, my, in the Hebrew Bible and the Tanakh is a little bit different from what the listeners have in their Bible. So if I say verse 5 and you don't see it in verse 5, just know this is a heads up that the numbering specifically here is, 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 is not completely in sync. Thank but you. we see that Nehemiah wants to come back. He realizes that the, the walls are breached and he needs to come back. Why do we say this? Because we're in the 52 days of the rebuilding of the walls and as we know on the calendar these things repeat themselves so we are in the rebuilding of the walls and the return to zion uh which is very important and then we can see in the first uh, in Chimia, the first chapter that he he quotes moses where god said even if i'm going to push you to the end of the heavens from them there i will bring you back and this is my promise this is very important um it's not translated that way in in the english but it literally says and I'm in verse 9, it says, if I push you to the ends of the heavens, sometimes it's transliterated of the earth or whatever, but it literally says the heavens. That is very important, and we will get to that. But then we go to um, chapter 2, where we see that he's very upset. He's the cupbearer of the king. The king sees that he's upset. He says um, to the king, I need to go and help to rebuild my um, Jerusalem. The king, same thing. The king, same thing. With letters, with uh, a whole entourage to say, I give you the blessing, you go, you rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and you put the temple back there. Um, this is very important, Chad, because then suddenly, obviously, like a good plot, the enemies come. And what we see here is the, the entry of the enemies. We have three guys, two guys first. We have Sanballat. He is an apostate Jew. 
And that means a Jew that speaks against his own people. You can see that in the U.S. today. You can see that there are actually Jews in politics that speaks completely against Israel. Yeah, preach so, that, Honorina. So, preach so, that. Boy, oh boy, is there. So, wow. So, so, and because of that, there is, there is tremendous um, um, repair that needs to be made here because um, a lot of damage is done. But, okay, so we can see that Sanballat is a Jew against his own people. And then we have an Ammonite guy. His name is Tovia. It means God is good. But he's one of the enemies of, um, of, of Israel. So just because you have in your name and what you put um, to the fore to people doesn't mean that that's really who you are and what you should be and what's actually happening. So we see that these enemies are following a classic um, um, pattern here. First in verse 10 of uh, Nehemiah chapter 2, they are displeased. In verse 19, we then see that they are becoming, um, uh, when that doesn't work, they, uh, they start to mock. And in contempt, they go to the people and they say, we're going to tell the king of Persia that you are rebelling against him. So they create a whole fake news situation here where the king said to them, I give you my blessing, go and go build the walls. But then they try to uh, stir up strife and put fake news out to say, but these guys are now rebelling against the king. But let's see how uh, Nehemiah answers them. Because he says, and I'm giving verse 20 of um, Nehemiah chapter 2, where he says, I said to them in reply, the God of heaven will grant us success. Now, remember this. Why, why is he referring to the God of heaven? Because it's God that said, even if I push you to the end of the heaven from there, I will bring you back. So God is in this process. He is the God of the heavens, and from where he is, he will bring Israel back. It's a very psychological game also, spiritual um, um, pinning it right into the core that, that Nehemiah is doing here. And then something interesting. He says to these people, and this is what people need to understand today as well, people that come against Israel, people that want to say things against Israel, he answers here and he says to them, and I'm, I'm literally translating from the Hebrew, he says to them, you do not have a place, you do not have a rightful claim, and you have no remembrance because you've never been here. You don't know what's happened here. The Jewish people have been walking from where we are in modern times, Kat, 3,300 years in the land. We have the remembrance, and God tells us all the time to keep on remembering. Mm. And that is the answer that echoes through the ages today still. And then I just want to also see, you will see that in verse um, 33, um, if we can um, get to that part, it says, uh, I just want to see where um, we are now. Which, what chapter are um, you jumping. in? I am now going to uh, chapter 3. And in verse, um, chapter 3, verse 33, he, um, they again say to the Jews, the miserable Jews, what is going to happen with them? And then they say, can they revive those stones out of the dust heaps burned as they are? So now they go and they say the stones are burned. Do you think you're going to be able to revive all of this? Very interesting, Cass, because this week there was a wonderful, wonderful article that came out by the Israeli Antiquities Authority that says that through archaeomagnetism, we can, Jerusalem is leading in helping people to date archaeology. Why? 
because it uses the concept of a burnt vessel. In a burnt vessel, when something is tremendously under heated fire um, burned, the iron within that heated moment sort of loosens up and it starts moving towards the magnetic field of the Earth at that moment. Now, we know that the magnetic field of the Earth has been um, shifting all the time, and these uh, and that magnetic field has been charted through the ages. Now, by looking at Jerusalem, that can give us a, a pinpoint on when Jerusalem was destroyed, they can now start dating anything else in archaeology due to the date that we know that Jerusalem was um, destroyed. So, again, what I call a bittersweet moment, but Jerusalem, again, leading in archaeology and helping all of the world, how to date themselves. How amazing is that? <laughs> or, or the other solution would be, he said with a smile, just read Scripture. <laughs> so, but the, uh, the archaeologists, I mean, they want to have other uh, evidence as well, but it's always humorous to me when, when everybody goes, oh, we made this great discovery, and then some Bible student goes, yeah, well, here it is <laughs> in well, it Scripture. in the Bible anyway. So. <laughs> no, that's so, that's so true, um, Kaz, but Again, even if you want to date outside Israel and in any other place, you're going to do it according to the dateline of, of Jerusalem. And yes. that is, that is really um, amazing. So there's also a one that you know so well. Um, and this is um, uh, in one of the Psalms that says, how beloved are the stones to the people and how um, we through the stones and the, the, the love that we have for Jerusalem, that God loves his people as well. So even the stones of Jerusalem is, is playing yeah. such tremendous part in all Rocks these Rocks crying out so, and things like that. Yes, so you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. So I, I know you, we, you wisely set the stage for the last segment, and we're going to dig into this mm -hmm. more deeply and also summarize some things and, and uh, other uh, maybe a surprise or two. So Honorina, uh, gear up for the last segment of this show because you have a lot of summarization to do and helping we Gentiles <laughs> comprehend the depth of what you've been sharing. So my listening friend Honorina and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And here we are in the last segment of the Align with Zion Hour, talking about the sixth month in the Hebrew calendar, Elul, leading into the great, great, great festival uh, in the seventh month. I'm going to hand the baton to you. Thank you, Kerr. So I just want to wrap up with uh, Nehemiah, because I want the listeners to be on the lookout when they see these things happen in the world. Because you have to first rebuild the walls, then we're going to get to the temple, and that is the reestablishment of God's kingship. So we, Elul leads us up to, to that. So just to, to, to also point out a few things, we will see that in Nehemiah 4, they speak about to fight. They will literally come against Jerusalem to fight against her. We know that this is in the prophecies. And then they want to start, to start confusion. Um, uh, Nehemiah then sets up teams to pray and to watch over the walls. That also sounds tremendously uh, familiar to all of us. And then the enemies say, but we will place ourselves in between these people. 
so that we can stop putting confusion. Luckily, God then comes in verse 9 of, uh, verse, uh, of chapter 4, and he frustrates their plans. And then we go um, to one of the beloved verses, verse 11, that says, how did they build brick in one hand, sword in the other? Yes. Yeah, because yes. that is how you do this. Um, the race we will see in chapter 6 of the enemies then come, and they try to work together with Nehemiah. Four times they say, let's go together, let's do this. And he keeps on saying, no, I won't go with you. Then they go and they say, we will go to the greatest world power and say that you, Israel, are rebelling against the world. And then they will say, and they, they literally say to Nehemiah, what do you think the nations are going to say? And then they go and they put the cherry on the cake where they, somebody comes on a false prophecy, prophesying over Nehemiah and then saying to him, let's go and meet in God's house where they didn't want to kill him. So, so they use the Jewish people on those beloved things, the country, the people, the house. And they will do everything in their power to try to, to derail the process of what's happening in the return of the Jewish people design. So there are people, there, there are enemies within and without. So we have to be very cautious. Exactly. Good message. Exactly, yes, exactly. But we know that the world will rebuild on the 25th of Elul, and that thing brings us into the next phase, and that is um, Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah is all about judgment. <laughs> because this is where we know that we that God actually on that specific day that He judges the world. But guys, we've discussed this before. Um, firstly, I just want to say, um, you know that your theory is determined on that day. So obviously, we need to work. If you know that you're going to write an exam, you're going to work for it. Why is it when it comes to spiritual things that we want to do it differently? Why don't you want to go and take account of your life and make sure that when you stand before God on that day, that things will work? Obviously, that we know that through the year, you can, make, you can repent. But God has shown us time and time again that there are specific times, auspicious times, that He is there in such a focused way that you can change the world around you. So why not use this? Why not align yourself with these things? So this is why it's so important to understand what Rosh Hashanah is about. And we know that it is evident in the world that we are entering a very volatile phase. And my question is, where do we stand? The correction process is about to be upped a notch, and, and the, the screws are being tightened. So what happened on this, on this tremendous day of judgment, Cass? The Jewish people do not mention it once. They do not mention one's judgment. They just go before God, and the only thing that, she, that they do is they crown him as king. And they say to him, we understand your kingship. This world cannot run without your kingship. The world itself has been disconnected from this kingship, and we are living by a trickle, but we will not forget. And we will keep on reminding you through the shofar, through our prayers, that ultimately... This connect will be again, where the foundation will be restored. The kingship will truly, for the first time, be established. Cass, think about it. 6,000 years. And God planned it this way. 6,000 years to get into the process of really being able to appreciate God. So that for a thousand years, there's going to be a peace reign. May God, Hallelujah. perfect will of God. <laughs> We'll be, we, will, we will live like that, ultimately, finally, the way that it should be done. So, 
So this is what we are working towards when we get to Rosh Hashanah. Yes, and, um, and God has given us this pattern throughout the years, the years, the decades, the the uh, centuries, the millennia for us to get it. He's given us this pattern. Correct. And, and we have to, we have to every time take it and 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 better ourselves every single time. <laughs> we have year cycles. The world has had um, millennia cycles. And hope, and we are that generation can. Yes, yes, yes. Going into 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 the next phase. So again, here we're speaking about the restoration of the kingship um, between the disconnect of the foundation into and the reconnect of that. Um, and this is where we know that there is no equal to him. There is no one beside him. In Hebrew, we say "ein od milvador." There is no one that can be compared. He is one, and he, and he is worshipped as, as, as one. And we are waiting for that gateway, that, the restoration of his order. So I just want to finish off um, with this. May we all grow in our understanding of the true way of God's governance in this world. Because an unretractable, irrevocable process has been activated that will clear all misconceptions that stand against the ultimate truth of who God is. So let us walk humbly with God. When we go into Rosh Hashanah, you come humbly before Him. You just, you just ask Him to show you who He is and that His kingdom will truly, in, in full truth, be established My. soon in our days. You know, Honorina, this is really something that in, in the United States, uh, we realize because of the uh, COVID thing and things like that, we're, we're, we're having to see life differently than we've ever seen it before. We we haven't really faced those kind of things in the United States, and we are there's a threat, and, and you know the the danger is some people like the bad witnesses to Nehemiah is always oh, going to be okay, and here's what you need to do, and those are false prophets basically. We need to yeah. bow our knee, pre, uh, seek God's face, listen. Pray, repent, uh, turn from our the ways that are displeasing from him, and let him direct us and protect us. So, just to share with the listeners what we actually do on that day, our prayers obviously go on is based on three things. The first is the prayers on the mal, what we call the malchuyot, um, that that is focusing on the kingship. The second one is the chonot. Because for the Jewish people, God keeps on saying, you will remember where you came from. You will remember what I have done so that you can understand where you're going. And then we have the shofarot, which has to do with the, the blowing of the shofar um, uh, in the awakening of your soul standing before God. And on that specific day, also the shofar completely blinds the, the satan. Um, not something that we want to go into, but there's a tremendous power in the, in the blowing of the shofar. But something else that the listeners would also probably want to know for people that would like to see and hear a word of encouragement, four other things happened on that day. Adam was created. Um, also, Hannah, Hannah, Rachel, and Sarah, Sarah was answered on that day. Um, and, and, and God gave them, they fell pregnant. So, so it's, it's, it's on that day that God answered their prayers. And we know how these women interceded before God. Yes. It was also the day on which Yosef was freed from prison. And Yosef and the Yesod and the foundation goes together with the rebuilding of the Malchut. Um, and then the fourth thing is that the bondage 
that Israel, the people of Israel had in Egypt was broken on that day and the redemption process started. What specific day are you talking about? The the, the blowing I'm talking of the- Rosh Hashanah. I'm talking the first day of the year, of the seventh month of Tishrei on Rosh Hashanah. Which would be Yam Teruah or the blowing of the shofar. Yes. Yes. Wow. On that day, the bondage was broken. It wasn't seen yet, but the bondage was broken and the redemption process started. Anarina Hyman Heisman, thank you much so much for sharing with us. It's been an honor, as it always is, uh, on this Align with Zion uh, hour. And, and Kaz is going to continue broadcasting for the next hour. <clears throat> but I thought I would close this with an honorable blast from a shofar. I, I'm a shofar blower, so I'm going to do this. And, and uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to blow the shofar. I'm going to blow what I understand to be the Yam Teruah blast, which would be the blast that would be many Hebrew scholars believe would be that blast which would be blown on the, the Feast of Trumpets, the first day of this, uh, the, uh, the, the head of the year. And uh, I'm going to blow that to close this segment and wish you all God's best as we do. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next segment. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. And welcome back to come together san diego for the second hour and there are a lot of you who are hanging around that admittedly may be just a little bit anxious about the topic of school and your kids how do those things go together because there's this, uh, a, a disconcerting voice out there that says no school for you today and so we're going to try, try to solve that we've got some people on on uh, the air for this entire hour to talk about that my co-host for this hour is stacy gayona and she is with the Salem Media Group doing sales-related things and anything. She's, she's a, a multitasker there, but she also has a ministry with her husband called Throughout All Ages Ministries. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Kaz. Thank you for having me co-host with you. I'm very excited for this opportunity. But there's so much to say. There is. Yes. So <laughs> let, let's before we get our first uh, guest uh, caller on the line here, just briefly, what is the role that uh, this station has in, in this whole picture here? Yeah. So what we do is we have the half-price tuition campaign that we've been participating in for several years. Yes. And what it happen- what happens is we provide schools for half-price for new families yes. who are coming in, and they get to pay that first year for half-price. But you can go to kprz.com and take a look at the list of all the schools that are participating. And from that, they can get connected. Here's some th- um, schools I want to bring up yes. that are participating in the half-price tuition. We have Balboa School, Bright Beginning Christian Preschool, Chilla Vista Christian University, Christian Kingdom Academy, City Tree Christian School. We have Educate for Life. That's Apologetics Heritage Christian. We have Jump Preschool. We have A Little Artist where kids can join and do artwork. Mount Olive Lutheran Preschool, Our Lady, Reformation Lutheran, Rhombus University, 
St. Columba Catholic School, and San Diego Christian College. We have Shepherd of the Hill, St. James, Trinity Christian, Wisdom Works. Those are our schools that are participating in the half-price tuition. If you see a school that is not listed, reach out to us at kprz.com. You click on the school bus, or you can call us at 844-800-5656. Stacey, I'm really excited about this topic because there are a lot of moms and dads out there that have a big question mark when it comes to education for their youngster. And we have some solutions here. And we thought it was best to have somebody who is, from a legal perspective, can give us some insights, and then we're going to actually bring on some school administrators and give their insights as well. I want you to meet a guy who is right in the thick of things in a very good way. His name is Dean Broyles. He's a legal counsel, but he is so much more. He's a guy who has a heart for God and godliness. So when he uh, executes the law, he has godliness in mind. Dean Broyles, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Kaz. Great to be with you today. It's great as well. And and, and uh, Stacy's here. She's going to be the color commentator. When we chat, she's going to say, ooh, ooh, I've got this question, and we'll go for that. You know, there's a lot of uh, concern and anxiety in the body of Christ and outward as well, but let's deal with the body of Christ first about uh, school. What do we do? What can't we do? And what can we do? Uh, you're facing that from a legal standpoint on behalf of uh, uh, many Christians as well. What can you share with us? Dean Broyles. Well, gosh, to, to reinstill Judeo-Christian values, we really need to be training the next generation in the biblical worldview, and, you know, that's certainly very important. And um, I'm, you know, I've been training my own kids, but I'm very passionate about how to pass the baton to the next generation, many of whom seem to be walking away from the Lord as they uh, face increasing cultural pressure. Yes, so what's uh, the landscape look like, and what does your uh, uh, legal background help you do on this behalf? Well, lately I've been uh, called by um, several Christian schools asking what they can and can't do under the COVID uh, you know, lockdown that we've all been facing since March and April. And uh, we have good news on that front uh, from San Diego, in San Diego, the most recent orders have been that in-classroom instruction for K-12 students has not been permitted for counties on the state's monitoring list. I kind of lovingly call that the naughty list. So if you're on the naughty list, which over 40 counties in uh, California are, which is, you know, 90% plus of the population. And and San Diego? um, The state announced that San Diego was removed from the list. Um, because it was no longer exceeding certain criterion benchmarks for the uh, three consecutive days. And so that's very good news. San Diego, San Diego is now off the naughty list. <laughs> and so, so we're, we're, we're in much better shape now. Things have been trending down statewide, but, but definitely in San Diego. And so with COVID, and so we're, we're moving to a better place. Um, but we were on that list uh, until August 18th. And what that meant is that K-12 schools couldn't open. But now that we're off the list, um, we just need to endure a 14-day waiting period. And that means that uh, K-12 schools should be able to open up and resume on or before September 1st, 2020. Most schools have been preparing um, to do distance instructions over, over the Internet. But um, now they have uh, more options. The only school district I'm aware of that has decided to 
uh, keep their in-class learning shut down indefinitely is the San Diego Unified School District. Well, I mean, that's a gigantic one here in San Diego, isn't it? Yeah, but there's, you know, there's there's Poway, there's Escondido, there's, you know, a lot of other cities and and towns and and areas where uh, there's thousands and thousands of other students who can go back to school. And that includes uh, private schools and and, and charter schools. Um, So that's a huge blessing uh, for parents, for for teachers, and I think for definitely for students. Now, what word of wisdom do you have for the the private school administrators and the and uh, people who are thinking about finding a place for their youngster to be enrolled. Well, you know, I think the important thing is, you know, every parent has to know their kid and 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 know the risks and make their own choice. So, I wouldn't tell any parent, you know, you have to send your kid back to school if they're opening up in classes, or you, you know, you have to keep them at home. I think uh, that's that's an area of parental authority that I don't want to dictate what they do sure. or don't do. But, but, I, but I would say that I think um, education and social interaction is very critical um, for, for children and, and young people. And, and we've seen a lot of um, collateral damage from, from the COVID response. I mean, the, the, the pandemic itself has caused a certain amount of damage but what I what I see really has been just not in, only with education, but across the board economically and otherwise that that um, the COVID response has been the equivalent of using a sledgehammer to kill a mosquito. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that it's caused great collateral damage. You know, the CDC death rates for all ages have been dropping quite dramatically since April and have plummeted in just the last uh, few weeks. Young people uh, are not at a high risk. If you go to the CDC website, the death rates for people under 24 years old with COVID are extremely low. Yes. And the younger the student, the younger the risk factor. Yes, yes, yes. But what I, what I see really has been just not in, only with education, but across the board economically and otherwise, that, that um, the COVID response has been the equivalent of using a sledgehammer to kill a mosquito. <laughs> and what I mean by that <laughs> is that it's caused great collateral damage. And if we, if we narrow that, that area of collateral damage to students and think about um, what has been documented. Sure, the I infection mean, rate. I mean, it's all, it's, it, doesn't even, it doesn't cause even the tiny blip. Yeah, and, and, and certainly, you know, the CDC death rates for all ages have been dropping quite dramatically since April and have plummeted in just the last uh, few weeks. Young people uh, are not at a high risk. If you go to the CDC website, the death rates for people under 24 years old with COVID are extremely low. Yes. And the younger the student, the younger the risk factor. Yes, yes, yes. Dean Broyles, I think uh, uh, Stacy has a question for you that we'll use as our sure. concluding portion to close this segment. And if I don't get a chance at the end of the segment to thank you for joining us and giving us your wisdom, we appreciate that now, Dean Broyles. Is there a way that people can find out more about you, by that, the way? That was my question. Okay, well, hang on for a second. Erase that. <laughs> so, so Stacy, what do you have in mind? Yeah, Dean, if our <laughs> listeners are interested in learning more about the National Center for Law and Policy, where would they, how can they contact you? Sure, I appreciate that. Yeah, our organization uh, is based here in San Diego County. Again, it's a National Center for Law and Policy, and um, you can reach us at nclplaw.org, 
or call us at 760-747-4529. And uh, we're here to provide pro bono legal assistance to pastors and churches and um, school Christian schools and, and, and individuals whose rights have been violated. Wow. Thank you so much, Dean Broyles. You're, you're um, a mighty man, and you're working in an area where there are a lot of people that don't have a lot of understanding. So thank you for inserting godly wisdom from your your expertise. So, Dean, thank you for joining us. My listening friend, I hope this has begun your enticement on this topic, especially if you have have or have had concern about school and your youngster. Stacy and I are going to talk more about that when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back Come Together San Diego. Want an enticing, vital topic, actually, the topic of educating your young people in the middle of... Uh, COVID threats, and a lot of you just don't know what to do and where to go, and we're trying to help you solve that problem on this broadcast, so you may want to share it with other people as well. Stacy Gaona is with me as my co-host, and she's tied with a lot of different things, the the the, the uh, radio station here as well, and doing, doing things with that as well, but she's also out and about, and she and her husband have some ministry things called Through out all ages ministries. So, Stacy, an enticing beginning we had. We had a lawyer telling us some insights. Now we thought we would talk with some people, some school administrator types, and people that are involved in the school and education to get have them give us their insights, so that parents can be glued to every word that they have to say. Why don't you introduce our call-in guest? This time, this guest is their school is participating in the half price tuition campaign here at KPRZ. Um, he he is a board member of Heritage Christian School, cool. yeah. and his name is Brent Burner. Thank you for joining us, Brent. Brett, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Very very good. Now, why don't you give us kind of let's start out with your elevator speech about what you do, what your involvement is in the school. I'm on the board. I'm one of five board members, and uh, my my role is to kind of help guide the. Um, uh, the administration and the direction of the of, of the school organization. We are facilitating various aspects of homeschooling, whether you're choosing to uh, specifically homeschool uh, uh, entirely at home on your own. Uh, we help facilitate the grades and 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 actually being part of a larger uh, body of people. Uh, and then we also have class days where kids can come once a week. Uh, to, to you know, if, if if they were to go to various different class days, they could they could go weekly or biweekly, and they then they get to participate uh, in classes with other kids and uh, get to hang out with friends and and maybe do some things that uh, uh, maybe some parents might not be as comfortable with uh, teaching particular subjects. Uh, and then we also have our academy, which is for uh, our junior high and high schoolers. Uh, or I should say middle school and high schoolers. And then uh, with, uh, with that, we've got uh, more intensive classes available. Brett, this is um, 
Heritage Christian School is actually near and dear to my heart because my daughters graduated from there, and I believe your wife was one of my daughter's teachers. Oh my. Yeah, yeah, so what a small world. And so um, what I, my main thing is coming in as a new parent to a homeschool setting, um, how do you encourage those parents or how would you encourage those parents that they can do this? Because I know I was one of those parents but the school had so much support to back that up. And um, can you um, elaborate a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. We were those parents at one point, of course. And uh, you know, there's, there's that point where you're thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. How do I do this? Uh, I'm, I am both parent and teacher. uh, And uh, maybe your kid listens to you as a parent, but not as a teacher or vice versa. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's a real thing. And so one of the beauties of, uh, of heritage is that there are so many families. There are over 300 families involved, and there's opportunities to meet with other uh, uh, with other parents. Um, it, it's mostly the moms who are there on our class days. The class days are totally co-op, which means uh, it's it's a volunteer setting for parents to go in. Mostly moms, but there's some dads that are teaching classes too. Oh and uh, but it's it's entirely uh, volunteer, and it's a great time for for parents, moms especially, to uh, uh, get to talk to other moms and hey, how do you do this? And and then and then sometimes it it, it gets really ministry focused where uh, you know my kid going through X Y Z. Oh, you know what? I've had that. I've dealt with that. Here, let me encourage you. Uh, so there's some really neat ministry opportunities that happen beyond just the educational side. Wow. We're talking with Brett Brenner. He's a board member with the Heritage Christian School. What uh, part of San Diego are you in? Uh, Primarily central San Diego. Um, Currently, we have, uh, during this time, we are temporarily suspending Claremont and Lake Jennings and bringing them into the East County campus to just bring everyone all together under one one roof. Yes. Uh, but I, not, uh, on one campus, I should say, and then uh, and then Benita is still functioning as normal. Sure. Now, uh, when does school begin from your perspective, or has it already begun? And how do people in- integrate within uh, the school? The actual co-op uh, class days are, are starting in a couple of weeks, but um, m- my son just started uh, started doing his schooling yesterday. So. Um, so it's, it, you know, you can, you can start now if you're feeling a little bit behind, if you're feeling like, I just, I'm not sure which way I'm going yet. There's time. That's the beauty of homeschool is that you've got some time to catch yourself up. Uh, um, and even if you were to come in a little late, uh, not that I recommend that, but if you were to come in a little late, uh, and even miss the first class day or, or what have you, there's, there, there's still ways of accommodating, bringing families in. There's a lot of new families stepping up right now and, and having to do homeschooling where they're not wanting to go the standard routes. They want to bring it in under, uh, under a homeschooling thing. And, and, and a lot of those might be considering staying with it once they've had the opportunity to try it out. So basically help me understand because it's been a long time since my young man has been in that, that kind of school environment. First we have what's called our basic, which if you want to homeschool entirely at home, that's up to you. You can still participate in, clubs and, um, uh, you know, field trips and, and, you know, graduation and special dinners and, and things that we do for the kids. Um, and that's like drama clubs and sports with, you know, when, when we're back from, uh, from, uh, uh, when we're off of COVID again. Uh, but 
Um, but then we have the class days, and that means you're going to be doing some of your work at home, but once a week or once every two weeks, you can go into a class day and you can take some extra classes. You'll have homework probably from those classes, but that's all parent, parent-led, run, and operated um, wow. on a volunteer basis. So it really is a true co-op. Uh, and then, and then with, like I said, with our academy, you can, you can pay a little more and actually have someone help, uh, you know, truly teach, teach a class um, and, and get a little bit more intensive with, would, that, with that teaching. Would you mind uh, changing your hat from a board member to a, a, a compassionate believer and speak to our parents right now about the sometimes there's, un, you know, unnecessary anxiety and fear about these things. People are around uh, side by side to help solve those questions and problems. Would you speak to that just briefly? Because a lot of people just, they have, it's kind of like you don't know what to do and you just stand and you weep and you start pulling your hair. Right. And also, Brett, um, talk about a little how the school comes alongside you and assists you yes. on grading the students. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, anything new can be scary, first of all. Uh, and, uh, you know, anytime you're engaging in something and, and the weight falls on you and you start thinking, I'm now responsible for my kid's whole education. Uh, and, and, and the words there are, you can do it. Uh, I've seen a lot of parents start in fear. And as you get rolling, you're like, wow, I can, I can really do this. I can teach my kid. Um, and statistics and, show yeah. that you can do it better than oftentimes in the school system itself. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, and, um, uh, and, and then again, because there is that, um, there are all of those other families that are engaging with you. Uh, it's really a beautiful thing to be able to, you know, like I said, make new friends and be able to lean on people. And, and you develop discipling relationships, mentoring relationships. Uh, and, uh, and, and as Stacy was saying, the, the school will come alongside you. There is an administration. We have a paid administration. And they'll, they'll sit there and they will answer all of your questions and they will take your phone calls and they will do whatever it is that you need to do to help walk you through all of these steps, how to grade, uh, how to prepare your kid, uh, all the testing that, that goes on. All, we, have, we, you know, we have testing set up. You know, we really do provide a full yes. package to make sure that everything's taken care of uh, yes. at, at the end of the day for the kids. Brett Berner, a board member of Heritage Christian School. I hope your anxiety level is going down, my listening friend, because there are people surrounding you that have answers to these questions or challenges. You know, some people in the government or uh, nearby would like to be fear mongers and go, ooh, 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 you're going to have to close up and life is going to be completely different. Well, the God part is not going to be different. So I really appreciate you, Brett uh, uh, Berner, both, both uh, Stacy and I do. Thank you for spending some time with us. And God bless you and the uh, school mightily. And it was wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It's it's wonderful. Thank you. Stacey, there you go. Another hero. Yes. Just right there. All you have to do is know where to go and how to look. And the name of the school is called Heritage Christian School. And you can go to kprz.com. Click on the school bus. The first year there, you can get it for half off. Well, it's time for us to take another segment very shortly, just as soon as the commercial break is over. Are you ready to do that, Stacy? I sure am. Well, then let's just say that Stacy and Kaz will be right back. 
Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. This is Pastor Jim Heidrich from Firewheel Church, and I declare over San Diego that the goodness of God is going to crash in on you with the weight of his glory because he's moving with compassion. Yes, you believe in Jesus, but Jesus believes in you, and I just affirm you in your call to greatness in Christ Jesus. Come together, San Diego, with Kaz Taylor on Praise. And welcome back. Come together, San Diego, with a really captivating topic. In fact, it's one that special, uh, especially vital for you, parents who uh, have young people that are needing, <laughs> needing to get back into yeah. school. You know what I mean. And Stacy, uh, you you've been in the school environment too. My co-host uh, Stacy Gayona is is with me, and we've been talking with school people and lawyers and things like that to give you a better idea of what's going on and how you can get involved in it and take care of some of that anxiety or concern or question that you have. Stacy, what do you think? I think you're right, Kaz. It's not as scary as it <laughs> might think. Yes, people Home- would like you to be afraid, right. Some, some, sometimes some people. But we have a wonderful uh, caller now. Why don't you do the introduction? Okay, we have... Heather Cohen, co-founder of Christian Kingdom Academy. It's a hybrid virtue homeschool. Tell us about that, Heather. Explain to our listeners what is hybrid virtue homeschool. So, uh, she, she was having uh, trouble just even virtue. saying it. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, um, we're a hybrid virtual homeschool, so we offer um, where students get to stay home but also have the uh, atmosphere of being around other students. So um, with everything going on um, and schools opening and not opening and we wear masks and we don't wear masks and parents are really confused right now. Um, So we uh, have a hybrid Christian um, homeschool where the kids still get to interact with um, their peers over um, Zoom um, as well as smaller classrooms, so it's not so chaotic for the teachers. And they still get that um, one-on-one contact with the teacher, as well as like still kind of feeling like they're in the classroom. But the parents get the safety, uh, the, the confidence in knowing that their kids are safe at home. You provide the required classes that are expected for students to finish, complete their grade, correct? We offer A through 12, a um, 100% mastery program, um, and each child is prescribed their own education plan to their own needs, so nobody gets left behind. We teach um, the students everything that they need to know for success all the way to graduation, from kindergarten to graduation. Um, We believe that our school isn't just a teaching program, but it's a, a learning program where the kids really get to learn everything they need to know without having to worry about being um, behind in their work. Sure. Now, are you on a traditional calendar, or how does this work with you and the education process? Uh, yeah. When Can, can people just kind of dive in anytime? Um, yeah, we can enroll students. You know, if, if, if a parent is feeling incompetent or, um, um, you know, nervous about sending their kid back and they, they try it out and they're not feeling confident, they are more than welcome to enroll um, mid-year or after a few weeks, if they're still not feeling confident or if things get worse, um, 
you know, how things have been in waves with the COVID. Governor Gavin Newsom actually just talked about how in his five key area plan of opening schools, how we um, he's kind of planning for schools are most likely going to, you know, have closures at some point through this, through the ups and downs. So, I mean, if parents are like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go through the ups and downs. I want right. to, you know, a firm school that my kid's going to get used to and my student's going to be um, successful and not concerned about, oh, no, well, they had a test. And now we're doing this and just kind of all over the place. It kind of gives the parents security in knowing that they are safe at home, that the school's not going to close, and they get to learn from the safety of home. Yes. There's a value there, and also the value of consistency, having a consistent uh, education or a consistent voice that, you know, a child gets unsettled when when it it changes every day, (laughs) as parents do when we hear about COVID warnings and restraints. (laughs) Absolutely. That's great. I really like how you have it set up because some parents, when they do certain homeschooling co-op groups, you just have all those classes available right there. So the parent really doesn't, when a parent wants to homeschool, but they have to search everywhere for the classes, you have it available, all classes online. Ooh, well stated, Stacey. Yes, absolutely. And and our teachers are well-trained. And um, again, where you were saying, you know, everything's right there online. You don't have to, um, you can do partial homeschooling where you, the student in, um, logs in three days a week, or they can go five days a week. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, one or the other, they can, we offer both options where some parents kind of want to, you know, have a little more say in the schoolwork and what's going on. And some parents really can't do that. So we offer the homeschool aspect, but with teachers fully ready and capable of um, guiding the student along. And so what, uh, you don't even have to do anything. And what, what uh, age groups and uh, school grades are in which do you involve yourself with make available? We have uh, we offer kindergarten through twelfth um, grade. Kindergarten through twelfth grade. We're talking with Heather Cohen with the uh, Christian Kingdom Academy. Now, two words in particular draw my attention, and maybe you can help us because I'm really interested in the Christian part, and I'm really interested in the Kingdom part. Can you uh, tie yes. those together with the the education process? And Stacy, I know you you have zillions of questions. You always do. So thank you, Heather. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, Christian Kingdom for us is um, we are a faith-based school, and we believe in raising kids with a kingdom mindset, which is um, raising them in their identity in Christ and who God created them to be, to know that they have a purpose and a plan for their life, that they're not just out here wandering around. And that's, um, that's our firm belief in what we want to really, the values we want to impl- in, implant in these kids. So when they grow up, there isn't that, you know, wondering of who I am or what, you know, exactly. what my purpose is. So it's really important. Those are foundational things that they need to grow up to be strong men and women of God. I love that. You know, one of the things I've found, you know, it's wonderful to have this great uh, technical education. But if you can build in a child a confidence of, in who they are and whom they serve and uh, give them a real understanding from a Judeo-Christian perspective, what's right and wrong, then then even, you know, then... The education, in, in many ways, and I don't mean this in a demeaning fashion, but can be secondary to to a strong character of a person. At that point, when they they have that, they can do anything anyway. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's really... We, imp- we are all kingdom kids. Yes, so yes, yes. We're all kingdom kids. 
We've got a couple of minutes left yeah. in this segment. Stacey, it's Stacey, so important to have those biblical values, which you guys are offering. And, you know, it shows that 65 to 80, the statistics are 65 to 85% of kids who grow up in a Christian home walk away from their faith. And it could be because of the indoctrination that mm-hmm. is happening in the public schools. Sure. Yeah. As soon as the parent Absolutely. lets their hands go. Exactly. You know what, Heather, I'm going to ask you to put the ministry hat on right here because you know, we, we we Christians, we do we involve ourselves with education and things, but we cannot forget our Christian kingdom values. So one mm-hmm. of the things I would have you do to the listeners, listeners are very interested to know uh, some solutions to the challenges, and I think they're beginning to realize that there are people to the left and to the right of them that have solutions. So would you be a voice of comfort to our listeners and then uh, end that uh, with a, a encouragement about the uh, uh, the Christian Kingdom Academy. We've got, got about a minute and a half or two minutes, uh, Heather. Um, you know, I would just like to um, to pray for all the students going to public school, private yes. school, um, and just take a second to pray for them. Let's do Lord, it. Um, we just thank you so much for all of these amazing kids that you are raising up, Lord. We pray, we pray for protection over the um, over the students from the COVID. Um, we pray that you bless them, Lord, right where they're at. That you speak to them right where they're at, their hearts. And you lead them to you, Lord. We just we pray for their their hearts to be um, led to you, and we pray that you reach out to them in any way possible to where um, they be successful and um, make you proud, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> Heather Cohen, remarkable, right from the heart. <laughs> you got to love that. So uh, people can get a hold of you, and uh, Stacy might have some insight on this as well. But what is is there a website or something that you have? Yes, absolutely. We have um, ChristianKingdomAcademy.com. Yes. Um, is a great way to check out the school and uh, tr- enroll right there online, and um, we will follow up right there immediately. So Very good. Um, if anyone's interested, that's a great way to get in contact with us. Very We'd good. We'd love to hear from That's Christian everyone. Kingdom Academy, and you said .com, ChristianKingdomAcademy.com? Yes. Very yes. good. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. A quick thought to yes. Stacey. Thank you so much, Heather, and thank you for participating in the Half Price Tuition Campaign. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate um, this opportunity. God bless you mindly and your heart for educating kids and the term Christian kingdom. We love it. God bless you, Heather and uh, Stacy. You and I are going to bring another person on after this commercial break when we come right to back. San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Stacey Gayon is with me. Are you ready for the last segment? I am. My friend, I hope, you know, you may have started this broadcast with a little anxiety that there's nobody that knows my problem or can solve my needs. Well, the truth of the matter is there are people all around that God has installed and instilled there for you. And here's yet another. His name is Dr. Kevin Corsini. Tell us a little bit more, uh, Stacey. Yes, um, Kevin, Dr. Kevin is the president of San Diego Christian College. Tell us about your role at San Diego Christian College, Kevin. And so I am the new president at San Diego Christian College. A lot of people have not heard of us before. We've been here 50 years, though. The <laughs> college was founded by uh, Tim LaHaye, Tim and Deb LaHaye, about 50 years ago. We're coming up on our 50th anniversary. 
Uh, we're a college that believes that the Word of God is truth. It's integrated into each and every one of our collegiate programs. We're fully accredited. And I was fortunate enough to join the team this past fall as president. And so I lead the college here. We have uh, programs that range from aviation. You can learn to be a pilot, to uh, business, to Bible. But everything is grounded in the Word of God. We make sure that the, the Bible is foundational to every single course that's taught on our ca- campus. We have both bachelor's and graduate programs. And uh, as a father of two kids in college, you know, I understand as a parent the stresses involved in sending kids off, and uh, we want to take care of our students, prepare them for life, but also make sure that they're centered on Christ. That's right. And so we've been talking with the uh, um, people that have uh, the younger disciplines, you know, the, the elementary school and, and, and younger and beyond. It's wonderful, wonderful to have you on to give us some insights from a co- college perspective and uh, San Diego Christian College, how remarkable, Dr. Kevin Corsini. What would you like to start out with, the telling, telling people about uh, what you have to offer and uh, how to take advantage of that, Dr. Kevin? Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. And I've got one in high school as well who's uh, been forced into a situation where he's remote learning as well. And I've got a background in distance learning. Uh, I, I helped build an online program at the collegiate level. I was part of Liberty University uh, for the last about 15 years. So I'm familiar with, with learning from home and also learning on campus uh, and getting your student positioned as well as possible. Uh, we've actually got a, a webinar that we're going to be offering to parents uh, tomorrow afternoon on equipping your student, and this is for the K-12 student, preparing your student to learn from home this next uh, semester. And we're hoping that will be a, a good benefit to parents as they, as they look to prepare for whatever the, the fall brings. Yes, yes, I'd yes. say a couple things first about our uh, it's a couple things about our college and then also just about being a parent with students who, who may have to, to learn from home uh, this next semester. We do have a concurrent enrollment program. You know, for some high school kids, uh, what a great opportunity to take some college classes online and get a head start on college. Our concurrent enrollment program is priced well below, just a few hundred dollars per course, well below the, the standard uh, collegiate price. And if you've got a student who's uh, already a learning home, a way for them maybe to, to take care of a few collegiate classes that will transfer right in wherever they end up uh, pursuing a college degree. Uh, but for those parents at home working with students, a couple of things that I think help a, a student succeed uh, while learning uh, in the home is one is uh, setting aside uh, a physical space for their learning. And typically that's not the bed. There's too many high school kids right now who are, who are taking their classes from their bed. Find a spot in the home that works best for your student. It might be at the kitchen table. It might be setting up a desk in one particular room. But creating a standard spot for students to learn from each and every day can be so helpful. What our students need, you know, whether they're a college student or whether they're a high school or a middle school or a, 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 an elementary student, they need structure. I mean, they learn really well using structure. So the more that we can provide that for our students, the better. One of the things that we've done here at San Diego Christian College, our plan is to be on campus this fall. You know, we just got cleared from the watch list, and we are taking steps to have our students back on campus. Uh, our dorms uh, will have students living uh, in student housing. We're providing dining services, and we're following all the protocols so for dining services. We're following the protocols uh, for restaurants in the area. For housing, we're following protocols for housing. And we're bringing students back because we believe that students learn best in community. Oh, preach that, uh, doctor. I'll tell you. Preach that. Man. Yeah, well, you know, and it's not popular right now. It's, it's, it's almost, I just want to say, it, it's easier to say, hey, we're just going to go online. We'll learn from a distance for some of the colleges. We'd rather take that burden of responsibility on our own shoulders. 
We're working really hard to make sure our students and our staff are going to be safe, but it's going to be, it's going to be on campus. So we're, we're having a lot of instruction outside. We're putting up sunshade so we can do instruction outside. Student activities will be in much smaller groups outside with social distancing. You know, we're going to do the heavy lifting to make sure students are safe, but we want them here and doing it in community. We believe that we work smart. Come on. And we'll do that well. We can create structure and we can have community and have a, it's amazing. We have so many students who are showing up for the fall because that's exactly what they want. Yes. They want to get out of the house and they want to be on campus for college. Especially in the college environment, you want, you want to have the college experience and uh, somebody who can offer that is a ma- major bonus, Dr. Kevin. I know Stacy has a few th- questions okay. to ask as well. Yeah, Kevin. So they, the students have the opportunity to either come on campus or um, do their instruction online. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. So we're offering both a live and a virtual format. We recognize, you know, some students, maybe they've gotten exposure, maybe they've got symptoms, or maybe they're just not comfortable coming to campus for their classes yet. You know, we want to provide that flexibility. So every, what I was saying earlier is you know, students need structure. So what we're doing is every single class, you know, if you have a 9 o'clock class, and hey, you've got a 9 o'clock class, either you show up on campus, it will be in an outdoor environment, or you're going to show up online in a Zoom-like environment. But it's still going to be at 9 o'clock. You're going to have a live instructor. You're going to be in a, in a virtual setting with live, you know, your classmates are going to be there as well. And that we just believe that that structure and that live interaction is best for learning. And we're giving our students the choice. Hey, when you feel comfortable being on campus, come on back. If you're not quite comfortable yet or if there's issues in your life, you can do it virtually. We're giving options both ways. And then our faculty will be broadcasting their courses from the classroom. So all of our classrooms have been outfitted with cameras, with the equipment necessary to broadcast live courses. So that the students at home, maybe they're distance, they're not ready to come back. You know, they're getting as much of a real feel. They're getting structure that they need, and then they're getting live interaction with the professor to answer questions, and then live interaction with their, their classmates as well. So Fantastic. We just feel like that's best for our students. Yes, yes. We're talking with Dr. Kevin Corsini, and uh, newly installed as the president of the San Diego Christian College. Where, where are you located? We are actually, we are actually in we have a, a new campus. We just moved into about a, a handful of years ago, and we are located in Santee, just behind Trolley Square, the Trolley Square Marketplace. Uh, we have a beautiful, brand-new campus, all brand-new buildings, uh, really conveniently located. We're just right off the trolley line as well, uh, and that's in Santee. Very good. Would Stacy, do you have a comment or a question? Because I want to uh, ask uh, Dr. Kevin to uh, be uh, the voice of uh, uh, solace to, yeah. to 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 our to our listeners. Yeah, ahead, Dr. Stacey. Kevin. My thing is all these colleges out there. I know college is a really important start to an adult, young adult. Why San Diego Christian College? Well, you know, a couple of different things. First off, as believers, we believe that the Word of God has the power to change a life. If you don't go to college just to learn a craft or a discipline, you go to college to be prepared for the rest of your life. Yes. And that that happens most effectively when everything is centered on Jesus Christ, that, that He is the one who equips us and prepares us, not just for adulthood, but to make an impact in the world. So our whole campus is tailored towards centering an individual on Christ, from the class campus uh, from the classroom to the cafeteria, athletics, student activities, we want to center our students on Jesus Christ and prepare them for life. And, you know, a lot of students these days go off to college, and they might have grown up in the church, and they walk away from their mm-hmm. faith. And can you imagine 
you know, raising a child today, spending 18 years investing in their life, sending them off, and then spending eighty or $90,000 just to see them walk away from their faith. My, we my. created a, a Christian college environment where we're going to ensure each student who comes here comes out stronger in their faith mm-hmm. and also become equipped with whatever academic discipline they pursue. So centered on Christ and then equipped for life. Uh, and I think that's really what differentiates us, is ensuring our students come out stronger yes. in their faith and also equipped, not just in academic discipline, but equipped for life, you know, to, to find their first place to live, to get their first car, to enter into relationships. We want to ensure that our students aren't just equipped in their academic discipline in the program, whether it's business or aviation or kinesiology. We want to make sure that they're equipped for life. And Thank so you. our school is oriented around uh, students towards that end, equipping them for life. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Dr. Kevin, I was going to have you give an inspirational word to close this, but you just did. <laughs> so we're, we're out of time, but I want to thank you so much, uh, uh, Doctor, for, for coming on with us, Dr. Kevin Corsini, uh, San Diego Christian College. And a quick website, and then, then uh, we'll bring this to a close. That's right. All right, you can go to kprz.com, click on the school bus. We have some fantastic private preschool, homeschool, universities, and colleges available to you for half off. And you can also call us at 844-800-5757. My, my. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Stacy. And, uh, Doctor, thank you for spending some time. You've, you've broadened the horizon for many people. We thank you for doing that and doing what you do because you are answering the call just like you're going to instruct uh, young people going to college to answer their call as well. So thank you for illustrating that That's in right. your life and your presentation. God bless you, sir. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Today. It's a pleasure. Stacy. how remarkable. You. And uh, you've been kind enough to give us the information throughout the show. So I guess we're out of time. So Stacy, on behalf of you and the Come Together San Diego broadcasting people and you parents, we hope we've given you some instruction and uh, consolation in this broadcast. So join us next week on Come Together San Diego. It is always a pleasure to be with you and talk with you. And Stacy and Kaz said, so long. So long. <laughs> Bye. Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K Praise.